the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 136 of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn, and with me, as always, is Mr. Jason Wasoko. Jason, how you doing this morning, buddy? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm trying to bring the heat this morning. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks since I haven't been on, so let's hit this hard. Yeah, buddy, I still got a little bit of cigar. Actually, no, I don't have the cigar voice this morning, so I'm happy. This came over like ugly cigar voice. Yeah, hello there, hello there. Yeah, well, you came over last night, Jordan. Jordan, you and Jordan came over. We had a little post, uh, not post celebration. We can't make it to England celebration, cigars and drinks, and just sat around and talked, shot the shit for a few hours. So that was fun. And uh, now we're shooting the shit on the uh, old podcast this morning. Yeah, there's a hey, lot um, to talk about. N- what? A lot. There is Star Wars Celebration, and and a little, little, little thing dropped yesterday. I feel like we should should save that to the end, because a lot of people are looking forward to your take on things for that. (laughs) Yes. I'm getting so many messages. Be evil and save that to the end, so people have to listen to everything, so they just don't have to cut off in the middle. Right. Everybody's like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Spoiler alert, he's fine. I'm, I still, yes. I had my moment, but I'm better now. Myrtle Beach was fun. Yeah, how was it? It was good. Did you find anything? Did you get to any stores? Did you? Because I, I know I sent you a store to go check out. Did you yeah, make you it to that You sent me that one? thing on Saturday. Some dude at this comic book shop in Myrtle Beach got a full collection. Because uh, I went in there. They were, you, you sent it to me on Saturday. They were closed Sunday, Monday. So it was Tuesday, my last day. Uh-huh. I was actually able to stop by and swing in there. And uh, some kid uh, got all the stuff from Return of the Jedi and some of the Empire Strikes Back stuff. And uh, when he was done playing with it, his mom said, okay, now put everything back in the box. So he had all the boxes to all the toys. He had, you know, the Rebel Troop Transport and speeder bike and Death Star playset and, you know, everything. And... uh by the time I got in there, he had sold some of the big pieces, but the one piece that I've never seen before in my life, and they had it, uh, which they had just sold. It was they sold the blue snaggletooth and they sold this thing. Um, was that arcade system, that tabletop arcade system that used to be like a World War II thing with a blaster. Oh, they had one of those? It. They had one of those and they also had the box. Wow. Uh, and it looked like it was in decent condition. Um, but I had, like I said, I've never seen one before. So that was kind of worth the price of admission of going over there just to see that. But it was a pretty cool uh, thing to see. Right. That's pretty amazing. And that was just simply all they did was they had a toy that looked like it could be used for Star Wars and put a Star Wars sticker on it. Yeah. 
changed the colors, put a Star Wars sticker on it, and it was good to go. But the the store the store itself was about the size of a bathroom. Like it was very very oh, tight geez. in there. It was crammed to the wall. Um, they seemed like nice guys. It just was a tight fit, and they maximized their space. And it was just it was a cool store. It was small though compared to what I guess we're spoiled here. You know, with Doctor Nose and Second Chance and all the we're, antique we're, malls. Yeah, we're getting spoiled in Georgia. It's getting better and better. So, so uh, anything else? Did you pick anything up this week? You were telling me that you 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 feel kind of gluttonous because you picked up a lot, but I'm like, dude, you're yeah. on vacation. That's what vacation. happens. That's what happens when you're on vacation because you're you're a little bit more loose with your money and you're in a new spot hunting new stuff, so you're gonna buy more crap. Well, this goes back to even before vacation, Toylanta, because there's things I forgot to talk about. Barry had picked up the Harris A Wing for me. Uh-huh. So I was able to get that, which is a chase. Um, I had mentioned on the previous podcast I was on the last one, the Toylanta one, that I got that marketing book for the Rocketeer when I was at Toylanta and Nerd You had the Funko version of the Rocketeer, which I think is the best version of the Rocketeer figure. No one's been able to get the Cliff Secord face right, but you, I mean, nobody wants the human look, they just want the mask on it. But, anyways, I picked up the Funko version of the Rocketeer figure and I turn around and Tom Osborne. And Kenner, uh, t- uh, Tim Effler were there, uh, two uh-huh. gentlemen that worked at Kenner. And Tom's like, he sees the Rocketeer. He's like, oh, you got a figure. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's great. And and uh, Tim Effler's like, I met Jennifer Conley once. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. I was on the set of Lambrinth and uh, Jim Henson was there. I'm like, what? And it kind of hit me really hard that at that moment. I'm talking to someone. I'm one degree, essentially, away from somebody who's met Jim Henson and I would assume Steven Spielberg because he did create the Jurassic Park logo. He did work on Indiana Jones toy line. I'm sure he's met George Lucas. It was just like I got chills at that moment when he had mentioned Jim Henson because it just kind of hit like this guy is awesome. Yeah. The stories he can tell. But then I'm not even a quarter way through. My wave one of the 40th anniversary Black Series. Return of the Jedi arrives, so I've got the Han and Trench coat, the Leia, the um, speeder bike, biker scout, all those guys. I got the TVC bunker, the Endor bunker that came in. That was a pre-order. I got the um, TVC speeder bike that came in. I got the the retro collection Return of the Jedi wave that came in. My pre-order for the TVC Arc Commander Havoc came in. That was a Walmart exclusive. Oh, um, I ordered three, and only one of them arrived in decent condition, so I got to return the other two, but that was frustrating. While I was on vacation, I'm not even halfway done. While I was on vacation, <laughs> there was the Short Trooper from Andor is on clearance at Target. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm at the beach. There's Short Troopers. So I, I picked up one. And I took a photo of it as the waves came in. So I got this really cool photo of it looks like a short trooper on the beach. But I really pushed myself to try to find the right pose. And I was looking at cosplayers posing. And so I did my best to mimic that, which is interesting because there was ways that I had to move the leg that I just wouldn't have thought of because it was an action figure. Yeah. But to get the right pose and to mimic cosplayers like it turned out really well and then the next morning we decided to go at sunset and i had picked up a second shore trooper 
And so it was just two buddies on the beach hanging out. And uh, as the sun rose behind them, it was kind of cool. Someone did you, one of them. Did you use your camera or did you use like a, I mean, no. a, a phone? No, just the iPhone. Wow. I love that. Those cameras on those things are pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Someone in one of the Micro Galaxy Squadron groups posted that they were looking to trade for the blind pack, the Obi-Wan Kenobi with the speeder bike. And I had picked up two and I said, hey, I'll trade. But the only one I'm looking for is Grogu with the speeder. He's like, I got one of those. Nice. We did did a one for one trade. So I'm officially done with series one. I've got it all. Uh, You would think I'm happy, but no, I want more. (laughs) I want them all more. More. Uh, Lance Peter Luke on Instagram. (laughs) This guy. Makes 3D files and he sells them through Patreon. He made a Mayo and a uh, a Kabe from the Cantina. Um, the Mayo is the one-eyed Cyclops-looking guy, and Kabe is the little rat-like creature who's kind of like reaching up and trying to get the drink off the the bar top. Uh-huh. Um, he released the heads for that, but he used the General Lando body, which was great because you just go into any store and they've got General Landos for days. So I I did my part and I cleaned up one. Uh, Walmart by buying the General Lando, and then I got a Black Series Tika, which is the Jawa from um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I painted those, and so I made a Kabe and a Mayo for the uh, Cantina. We also went to the toy swap. <laughs> it's not done. Yeah, I missed you at the toy swap because I got there too late. You were already gone. We got there like at 9.45 before it officially opened, uh-huh. Um, it was rainy, so we really didn't stay long. I saw I saw Jordan and Richard, and that was about it. Um, they did I did pick up a Micro Machines Ewok pack for ten bucks. Nice. Um, and it's one of the early releases, so I picked that up. Um, and then on the way out of town, we stopped at a Target, and they had the Micro Galaxy Squadron Series Two blind packs. They had six of them. I got three clones with the speeder, two hunters. And one Mando and a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up a bunch of those, and it was all uh, shoot battle pack, battle droids, and Mandos. So I haven't yay. picked up a battle droid yet, but I'm sure eventually I'll find one. They, uh, I'm finding them in Target, so hopefully that means the series two stuff's going to be out soon. I hope. I'm not done yet, though. Uh oh, what else did you get? Well, the first thing I do when I go on vacation is I pull up Google and I go Toy Story. As we all do, man. That's one of the fun things, man. Yeah, it's always fun to hunt in a new town. And they had a Disney store outlet. But an open Disney store outlet. Even better. So I went in there and uh, this is more of an impulse. Like you were saying, I'm on vacation. I don't care. Um, They had the Life Day Snuggie Blanket. Uh-huh. For like 20 bucks. No, it was like 18 bucks. Nice. And originally you could see that it was marked down to 34 at one point. So it was more expensive at one point. And then they marked it down to 24. And then there was a clearance sale. So I got it for 18. And then they also had the Life Day mug, the orb mug, the blue one. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I got the blanket. I might as well get the mug. The mug was only like two bucks. So oh, it really yeah. was. So like all of that for 20 bucks. And I thought that was a steal. That was probably more appropriate price for that than if I had gone to Parks itself. I would have spent 
75 100 bucks on that so i'm like i'll get that i thought yeah, that was that, all that i oh god yeah. no no i think both of those i think 18 dollars for that snuggie is a little bit much but then when you pair it with the mug for and you, for two then you're you're right where you need Plus, to i also have that wookie oversized mask oh that i picked up from thinking. walmart so i could cosplay thinking. cosplay is life day wookie sometimes so that might be fun I thought that's all I would have to report to you today, but no, I had to stop at Target after dropping Harrison off at Robotics, and they had the TVC Boba Fett uh, in Kenner Deco colors. So I picked that up, and I canceled my pre-order because these were mint, and I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to get that. They also had the Mando Retro Prototype Collection, and I'm like, I got the other one, so if I'm going to sell it, I'm going to sell it all together as a lot. So I got that. I only picked up one. I don't really chase all the different colors. And then they also had the Marauder Barco Galaxy Squadron. That's um, pretty impressive. For 30 bucks. It was the only one on the shelf. And like we had said in December, it was found in Macy's, sold out at Macy's. People started freaking out, buying it for 250 bucks. Here it's on the store shelf for 30. I'm a big Micro Galaxy Squadron collector. What? Um, I might have picked something up on Deal or No Deal this week, but I'll wait for that to arrive. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that that's it. The gluttony's over. I'm disgusting. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, the only thing I really picked up this week was I picked up the one of the bootleg bank or not banks or make your own ceramic the C3PO. Somebody put that up on Deal or No Deal, so I was able to pick that up. It's supposed to be here today, so we'll see. Normally, my, my mail guy comes about uh, between 11 and 11.30, so I got about an hour to wait. Yeah. And that's about it, except yeah. for the blind boxes, which pissed me off, and I'm not going to buy any more. Because I've seen them at other stores, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste any more money on these. Series 1 or Series 2? Series 2. I've seen them yeah. in three different targets, full cases. Yeah, I'm probably still going to buy them. <laughs> I, like I am jealous I about like that, De- a lot. that Deco Kenner Boba Fett. I, but it's $22 for a TVC figure, which for me to just pick it up and throw it in a case just because it's, it's a Boba Fett. Boba Fett Star Wars tax. Yeah. Which the chatter on, and this is this didn't come from uh, anyone connected from Hasbro. This is not one of the Kenner guys. This is somebody in the industry who would know uh, the going rate for the the license for Hasbro to have the Star Wars license they they pay they pay Lucasfilm twenty one percent of everything to Lucasfilm for that. So, for example, like I had said before, the barge was five hundred bucks. You know, a hundred and was one hundred and ten bucks. I can't do math. It's directly goes to Lucasfilm, and they may have re- renegotiated that since that time. I would mm-hmm. imagine there's guarantees involved. So, you know, at one point it was 18%, but maybe it was 18% with a specific guarantee that we get X amount of money. Maybe they dropped that guarantee and said, instead, we're just going to charge you more. That way you don't guarantee anything. So if you only sell 30 bucks of action figures in the year, that's fine. But but it's all over the map because there's so much news. There is? What? Yeah, they... Hasbro's come back and said, screw the environment. We need to save the fourth quarter more than <laughs> the trees 
and they're adding windows back to black series figures and and um marvel legends and gi joes and power rangers and all that stuff so that was yeah, an they, interesting turn yeah i'm trying to pull up that uh there it is the email they sent nope that's not the right one Hope i think I it just it. goes to show that hashtag vote for your wallet does work i think a lot of people are like that's it i'm done i can't trust what i'm buying um, right i'm not interested if i can't see it uh jordan was asking me last night am i going to come back to black series and i think no, because I think the the windowless packaging was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. It was the repaints, the repacks, the lack of creativity, and then finally, when you throw at the end the um, the windowless packaging, I was just like, "No, I'm done." So for Hasbro to say we're throwing this back in, and uh, you should come back to collect this, well, you're probably still going to be repainting, repackaging. And not being creative with it, and you're probably just going to offer the same five characters over and over again. Uh, you need to do more than that to to bring me right. Back I, to... Yeah, no, I agree with that. Well, crap, because even like the Dungeons and Dragons figures with the with the no windows, those are on clearance right now already. And a movie yeah. just came out. They were really you you were saying that they were banking on that movie to be a success. They needed it to be a success, and that stuff's already on clearance, and it's only been a couple of months. And I think it has to do with the windowless packaging that people don't trust that crap. And it looks they look like crap in the windowless packaging. Yeah, they do. So I, you know, good, good for uh, us for pushing it, pushing it, and getting them to change it, change the tune. They did say that they're using some kind of special plastic. And I, I mean, I, truthfully, go ahead. I think that the uh, recycling logo is on there right now. I don't think anything's changing. They're just I going think- back to. It's not like they're suddenly saying, oh, we're going to be using bioplastic and PET plastic and recycled plastic. They're already doing that. It's gotcha. nothing special. And, and truthfully, I didn't understand it until we talked to Max. And he's like, well, think about what do you throw away? Because everybody's griping and moaning. Well, there's plastic in the figures. It's like, yeah, there is plastic in the figures. But you're taking the figure and you're putting it on your shelf. You're not throwing the figure away. Whereas the packaging, you're opening it up and throwing it away. I mean, I understand both sides of it. But... Money drive money's the root of all evil, or money is what drives the uh the economy. So if you're not making any money, yeah, the environment's gonna suffer. And what you gonna do? Yeah. So it just goes to show vote with your wallet. And I do think that um, you know, Hasbro doesn't listen to us. And this just goes to show if you don't listen to us, it's gonna affect your sales because people were like, No, we want the windows. No, we're gonna change, you're gonna adapt, you're gonna be fine. And you, sales, so, I would imagine sales are tanking because if you look at the Marvel Legends, those things are on clearance. Like you just said, Dungeons and Dragons are on clearance. Um, the Ned B, I don't know if having a window on that would have changed just, anything necessarily. You, you, you know what would help sell that figure? A carbonized version? Yes. <laughs> so it's just an interesting And pair turn. it with another figure so you're charging $70 for the damn thing. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting turn of events that happened this weekend. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't wrapping know. How up, I feel. Go ahead. Go for it. Wrapping Go. up with Toylanta talk, we were walking out of there on Sunday and I was exhausted. No, it was Saturday. I was exhausted. And you're like, you're, you're just not a con guy. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just need the rest. And it's like, it's weird because it's not like Disney where I can go for days. And you're like, Disney's a different beast. And as I was thinking about it even more, 
as introverts do. They process things more than they need to. <laughs> um, you know, like you're like you were saying it. This was a con event, hanging out with people. You know, for an extrovert. So the different the the definition, the true definition. Most people think, well, introverts are just shy. But the true definition for an introvert versus an extrovert is how do you recharge your batteries? An introvert recharges their batteries by watching TV, reading a book, you know, painting, you know, going inside and finding something to help recharge their batteries. Whereas an extrovert can be out there and they, their batteries are just recharged by talking to people and meeting them. And, and so that's you, you're the extrovert and you're walking down the hall. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good to see you. Hey, like that. And I can do that. I can put on the face where I'm an extrovert to some extent um, cause you can move back and forth, but it does drain my battery. So by the end of the day, after a very sociable day without a break, it's just like, uh, I need to sleep, man. <laughs> okay. Moving on. No, no. I, yeah. Well, with, and then we were talking about, uh, my Disney trip next month and I'm doing three, four parks in three days. So everybody's like, uh, good luck with that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm so looking forward. To, I already know I'm going to be exhausted, but uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm, I can't wait because that's my that's my jam. Yeah, but, you'll have fun. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with anything. Like it's all you. You don't have right. to be like, I want to go watch a show. I only go watch the Beauty and the Beast show. And you'd be <laughs> like, No, I'm just going to ride Endor Express twenty times. Exactly. Well, my, my son's going to meet me for Magic Kingdom, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But, I, you know, he's he's like me. We'll probably do a little combination of the both of both, uh, you know, riding rides and just taking Magic Kingdom in. Yeah. Hopefully I can get on Tron, ride the do the whatever. What um, do they call it on Tron? I forgot. Light cycle run. The, right. But it's like the, the thing, like their matrix. I don't know. The grid. The grid, yes. The grid. Um, as we record this, it is Saturday morning. Celebration is still going on. Uh, we have about three hours until the Hasbro P Pulse panel drops. Um, so we're going to be missing all of the reveals. I'm sure it's going to be tired by the time that uh, we record next week. It's going to be reported on tw a dozen million times. But the chatter is that there is a TVC Ghost HasLab project that will be revealed. Um, oh, my wife hates me right now. But who knows if that, I mean, that's just con chatter. Because last last celebration, they're like, oh, it's going to be in Orlando and London and Paris, the next celebrations. And uh, no, they were saying on the floor, they were saying this year, the one that's currently happen, happening would be in Orlando. And right. just didn't pan out. So who knows if that chatter is accurate? Well, now they're saying that next year or 2025 is going to be in Orlando. So we'll see. I, I'm... Yeah, Anyways. I think I think it's too soon to announce a TVC ghost. I mean, right now you do have the uh, the the excitement of the Ahsoka show backing you, but I don't think it's going to get backed until it shows up in the Ahsoka show. To, so to make sense, it would make sense to announce it and then maybe wait two or three months and then open up previews, uh, pre-sales, and then close it sometime during the Ahsoka show, but I, I just, I don't, the timeline in my head doesn't line up for them to announce it right now. I think the move, so they're riding high right now with Ahsoka. We'll, we'll get to that towards the end of the episode. They're riding that wave. I think the move would be to drop an unpainted prototype 
on the show floor and say, in one month, this HasLab is going to go live. Or in two months, this HasLab is going to go live. And people are going to look at it just like they did with the barge at Toy Fair and say, this is amazing. Yes, I need to have this. We need to move forward with this. I think what they've been doing behind the scenes, this is the Rancor. This is, you know, I think having it there would be awesome and people would buy in and you would start to build the hype. I think that's the move. Okay. I didn't realize that's what they did with the the barge. They released it a couple of months beforehand. Although that can backfire because for the uh, Riva lightsaber, they had that on the show floor in Anaheim and that didn't fund. So. Well, it's because I think if they would have done a Grand, Grand Inquisitor lightsaber, it would have done better. But nobody's like, everybody's looking at it going, who's this character that we know nothing about on a show that you just... Um, has it even it just premiered last night and now you're introducing a lightsaber to it that nobody cares about on a character that nobody really cared about. I just think it was a bad choice. I think if they would have done a Grand Inquisitor lightsaber, it would have done better because yeah. I would have looked at it more than the Reva lightsaber. And it was way um, too much money. Yeah. On the show floor, they also had the uh, Boba Fett throne room, but Instead of Bib Fortuna from Book of Boba Fett, the you know beefy, overweight version, they had Jabba the Hut on the throne. So it makes me wonder if they're going to announce some sort of kit where you can transform the TVC Boba throne into a vintage Return of the Jedi uh, Boba Fett throne. Same thing with the barge. They had a barge on display. So I'm like, are they going to add more figures to that? Like, what's going on there. So I would anticipate maybe a figure or two for each, maybe a job of the hut. It is the 40th anniversary of return of the Jedi. So if you're going to supplement those two dioramas, I think this is the way to go. And now's the time to do that. Right. Um, I, I also saw somebody had posted that they had put like some um, vintage figures. They thought they saw vintage figures in that diorama. Yeah. There was an EV 99 in uh, the, the job of the hut that might be a power of the force ev99 a uh, power of the force 2 there was also the saga collection efat mons and then there was the other guy with his tongue out i can't remember his name he was a 30th anniversary figure um but they're not tvc so it was just interesting so maybe it's a celebration of all the toy lines from up to now i don't know but it's still yeah, still it's a cool diorama yeah, um, well, that's what I did with my diorama is I threw vintage. You, you throw a little bit of everything. It's just an oddball uh, mix of things that you throw into it, and I think it makes it cool. But yeah, there's definitely a vintage. Uh, that white droid is sitting right there. I just pulled it up. I think it's a good mix of stuff, but I mean, it's a cool vintage. Who's that guy all the way to the... Or, never mind. There's one like big-ass guy. Is that something they ever made? I thought Mons. This guy is huge. All the way to the right or left, I mean? Left, yeah. Yeah, there's looks like there's Ephot Mons, and there's one dude kind of to the right of him in the back in one of the archways that I can't remember the name. So if you're screaming in the car, congratulations, you're more of a Star Wars <laughs> nerd than I am. Ephot Mons, I think, is the guy you're talking about. The guy in the archway is the guy from the 30th anniversary. Once Ephot Mon was from the Saga Collection. I this put him on my barge and people were upset because apparently in old EU, he was never on the barge. He's like force sensitive and he's he knew something was going to happen. So he never got on the barge. But I'm like, that's old EU. There's nothing right now to contradict that. So he could be on the barge. 
Interesting. But uh, Micro Galaxy Squadron has made some announcements this weekend. We're still halfway through. So far, they've announced an Imperial shuttle with uh, two Royal Guards and the Emperor himself. I'm excited about that. That's um, only a $30 piece, man. They're only yeah. going to charge 30 bucks for that. Yeah, so that's probably going to be the same size as the um, Marauder. Uh-huh. For reference scale, or probably the uh, the Falcon. The Imperial Walker, the AT-AT, very points to uh, Max for saying AT-AT and not AT-AT. <laughs> um, that's coming. Uh, it's got. He said it's got four areas of play. It's got a crane that comes out. The back opens up where you can have your speeder so they can fly out a speeder bike. Um, it does have twin cannons that light up and make sounds. So I would imagine this is the $45 mark, just like the Falcon. I would be okay with that. I When I first saw those, I thought they were scaled down a little bit, which they might be. But then you start seeing them in like the diorama that they have. And that's a pretty badass looking figure. And I think it's scaled about right. If it's yeah. scaled down, it's just a hair. That diorama was pretty awesome, and it makes me think maybe I just want to do dioramas from now on. I'm enjoying making these custom figures, so yeah, why not? I, have I mean, Narayan's yeah, Narayan's got some badass dioramas, um, and yeah. if you got the room for it, it would look awesome. I don't have the room for it. <laughs> well, you have to make the room, man. Yeah. Um, I don't have the room either. I don't I don't have I don't like you either. Maybe I need to start working on extending houses and then start working on dioramas. <laughs> but Honey, today, I need a I need a he shed. Today they revealed two X wings: the Wedge Antilles, which is Red Two, and Red Three, which is Big Starklighter. So those are coming to the Micro Galaxy Squadron line. The Y wing is coming, and the Tie Bomber. So did it? Max say Tie Bomber was one of his favorites. It's like no surprise it's coming. Um, I don't remember. Um, I'm not surprised that's coming. I, 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 I'm going to definitely pick up that tie bomber. I was a little, it was underwhelming because today is the big day at celebration normally. And they release these as their, uh, their things. So I would have assumed that it would have been a bigger release. I, I, you know, maybe the ghost or to me, I would have saved the ad at for today, but it just was a bummer. It, it, it felt like a letdown with the releases today because it was two repaints. The Y Y bomber's awesome. Y wing's great. And the tie bomber's great, which they tie in together because they're both bombers, but it just didn't make sense to me. But Hey, I, and that dude freaking FOMO because I'm so, I'm still mad that I'm aggravated. I, I had fun in Anaheim, but Anaheim was a, Last was a afterthought compared to what they're getting in England right now. Yeah, or London. Like last minute thing. Yeah, I think they really just had they had uh, contracts they had to uphold, and they had England or London um, already booked, and then they were like, "Oh crap, we got to have Anaheim before we can have a London." So let's go ahead and do it. Um, one of our listeners who's in London. Um, I don't want to mention names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't know what I can say, what I can say, but there is chatter that Micro Galaxy Squadron is trying to find other ways to release that Sabine TIE Fighter so people don't have to pay $500 for it. So if you don't care about packaging, if you just want the the TIE Fighter, it's Sabine's TIE Fighter, just give it some time. Um, I would assume something's on something's in the works. 
I, I I think they messed up on releasing that Sabine Tie Fighter. Um, I'm not saying that that the 5000 is wrong or anything. I just think, like we've talked about in the past, that okay, if they're going to release 5000 of them, but then they've got to release 20,000 regular ships, they're not packaging them right, so they may have not produced enough. Of they may not even hit that 5000 mark, uh, because we're We've seen things that are in the 5,000 mark in stores, and nobody is seeing Sabine TIE Fighters. I don't think I've seen one. I've seen one in Georgia because I would have assumed that if there would have been one in Georgia, it would have either been at Toylana or it would have shown up at one of these swap meets, and I haven't seen hide or hair of any of them. Yeah. So so if they're hitting, it's hitting, and a collector's keeping them. Uh, but – I, I I truly don't know what's going on with that ship because we've seen I mean you know we've seen the Luke Jedi we've seen the chases at toy shows and yeah there's been none same thing with the Antoc Merrick's X wing but I haven't seen that many series two on store shelves so who knows um, yeah I I don't need to beat that dead horse I think having chases is a bad call for Star Wars fans because. I think uh, it sounds like Jazzwares is just trying to work through that. They realize that that might not have been the best play, at least at that 5,000 limited amount, and then putting the ones that people really want at that one, like they're paying an yeah. arm and leg, and they're not happy about it. So, yeah. No, I, I, I think Sabine's TIE Fighter kind of snuck up on them. Because uh, normally it may have been a fight. You know, I, I think if the hype wasn't around, rebels right now i think it would have been fine but because yeah. of the hype around rebels and around ahsoka that sabine's everybody is excited about that ship and uh so it's it's hitting hard um i wanted to talk about this real quick the hobbies crashed yeah this is probably a topic that probably should be more than f- a five minute discussion but I, there's so much going on that i just wanted to mention that we are in a hobby crash right now for Star Wars, both modern and vintage. Um, listening to David Quinn's podcast, uh, listening prototypes and productions, prototypes and productions. Uh, he's he's had a couple people on who worked at the Xenia, Xenia, and what was the other one? Columbia, and, uh, Columbus, Columbus Toy Show. Yeah. Like those those sellers were saying that Star Wars is not moving. Um, there was somebody in one of our chats who said, does anyone anyone want to buy Star Wars? Because it sounds like I think this individual is exclusively or predominantly 90% Star Wars in his stuff. Yeah, they're and, a big Star Wars seller. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, uh, I, think I, didn't it look, is. I didn't look at the last name, so I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I'm about 90% sure. So that that, that guy's, a, it, he's huge. That's all they sell is Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, he was saying that Star Wars is not selling and he's predominantly vintage and then when you connect that to what we've been talking about with modern collecting or modern collectors leaving the hobby um i think that yes that the prices were not sustainable i think there's more hobbyists in the hobby than investors and i think hobbyists it sounds like have left star wars the star wars market for other toy lines Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to mortgage a house uh, for degrading plastic so right. why spend twenty thousand dollars on this when I can have tons of that item that I love just as much as Star Wars growing up? Modern has crashed because of Hasbro's mishandling of it. 
And I think the evidence is their choice to change from plastic-free packaging and turning it back into plastic. They're just mishandling it. It's just a bad choice. So I think people are buying more. Sorry, just to wrap this up, I saw you're about to No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. People are buying other vintage lines that are more affordable, and that's mm-hmm. affecting the vintage Star Wars hobby. And I think people are leaving buying Black Series because it's not creative and and uh, they feel like they're just getting the same stuff over and over again. You, the gaming greats is essentially just the gaming repacks. How can we repack our molds to fit uh, something that's already been released? Right. And, and I think Hasbro has has really mishandled the brand right now. Uh with the like you were saying, with the windowless packaging, with the repacks, and I understand, you know, if they're paying twenty one percent to Lucasfilm, you got to do what you can to to maximize your profit. Um, it's just it's as a Star Wars collector, uh, you know, I love the Jazzware stuff. It's annoying when you see like Jazzwares come out with new stuff, new molds, new new ships, new ideas, and then you see that um, like. They're they're having a new thing for kids now. Granted, you need to you need to bring kids into Star Wars. You need to show them, get them young, and you know, because you're competing with uh, you know Bluey and all these other kids shows. And then you see that there there's a new Star Wars kids show come up, and there's already a full line of toys for it. Where we're kind of sitting there struggling, going, we've been waiting two years for some things, and this show's not even out yet, and you have a full line of toys to go with it. So, yeah, I definitely feel that they're, you know, people just are, are, I I think what happened during the pandemic is people, like you said, uh, investors came in the hobby and things skyrocketed and you've got people that were either had money and were able to complete their run or people like you who still have like 30 or 40 more figures to go and are looking at this going, I'm never going to finish because, you know, Yak Face is $600. You're not going to spend. You're not going to spend six hundred dollars on a figure. Yeah, I spent two hundred on my yak face, and I was like, "Holy crap! I can't believe I did this." And that was in seventeen because I bought it at Celebration in seventeen. Um, it's not worth it. So, yeah, it's it, and you're you're dealing with, I think you're dealing with toxicity in the hobby. We've talked about this last week, but not with you, Jason, uh, Jordan, and I talked about it. But you know, you've got the toxicity in the hobby that that's driving people away. Um, and the fact that Hasbro's bumbling the line, and the fact that the Scott prices are skyrocketing. So, and I think you've got the fact that people are just—they're not done, but they're done. They've got everything they want. I'm—I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm looking for a handful of pieces to complete my collection, and it has nothing. It's all bootleg stuff, or it's oddball stuff. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Kenner or Hasbro where I'm at. Right. And there's other badass toy lines out there that don't have anything to do with star wars or don't you know, say schmishik schmijin yeah, on I this podcast say, sir i won't say that i'll say four <laughs> horsemen <laughs> but i know i don't want to keep i don't want to turn this into a mythic legions podcast because we're star wars but when you can go and you find a, a group of people that really don't care what you collect as long as you collect the line that they love you can be friends it there it makes a difference so maybe this is something we need to bring back up, but uh-huh. yeah, we can re- we can uh, talk about it at another time. I just thought we should touch base and just establish the 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 thesis that the Star Wars hobby has crashed 
it's a combination between what happened with COVID, plus mm-hmm. there's really not much new movies. There's Disney shows, but those aren't the massive gravity pulling touch points that uh, the movies are. The, the Disney Plus shows are kind of just a hey, we it's out. You know, it's kind of a quieter thing. So we'll see what happens when they return to the screen. Maybe the hobby will jump up again. Maybe that's the thing that'll save it. People are going to go back to it. Or maybe they've just left all together. So we'll see. Um, yeah. And and things also ebb and flow, man. So we may be in a down point for the hobby. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good time. You know, we'll see prices drop. And like I said last week, you can't, you know, buy something for a top dollar and you're not going to sell it at when it bottoms out unless you're just desperate to get out because you're not going to lose money. Yeah. A second Galaxy's Edge album is now available on streaming services. So if you enjoyed the Galaxy's Edge Mix Volume 1, there's a Volume 2 available on Spotify. So add that to your streaming playlist at work and have a great time. Yeah, I probably need to listen to that. Before we get into uh, the announcements and celebration, I just wanted to briefly touch on Bad Batch and Mandalorian so far. Yeah. So have you finished the Bad Batch? Yes. That was a heartbreaking episode, that last one. Spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't. Uh, it's been two but, weeks, man. I think. Yeah, it's yes. been two weeks. You might want to skip ahead. Um, No, I, I it was. I kind of, we were like, I shouldn't be feeling this way about... um. It's tech, right? Tech, tick, or tick, tick. Te- okay, Echo's the one with the with the. Yeah, the, it was tech. The, it was tech. Yeah, Echo's the cyborg. Uh, yeah, I did. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking. Uh, I think they left it with some pretty good cliffhangers, though. Uh, yeah. It makes me want to figure out what's going on. Uh, I think they did a good job tying, because if you look at Bad Batch and you look at the Mandalorian, there's the definitely the clone thing is. Yep keeping tying those two together very loosely right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think something's getting ready to happen. Yeah. And nobody can feel it yet. I could feel it. But anyway. Um, well, they've introduced plan 99, which is, is, is showing the gun of what's probably going to happen in the end of the show. Cause we don't see these characters in any of the Mandalorian or rebels and- or, the original trilogy. So and I was. Is Plan 99 sacrificing yourself or is that a different thing? For the thing? greater good, yeah. Okay. So Plan 99 might be to blow up Mount Tannis and kill yourselves to ensure safety in the galaxy for not, you know, maybe what, maybe what the Bad Batch do is they set back the Empire 20 years in cloning technology. I guess we'll see. We'll see. But I'm afraid that's what Plan 99 means for the greater storytelling episodes or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and I may be jumping ahead like I like to do, but there is uh, – Dave Filoni was explaining that there's like expanded space, and that's how he explained the way a lot of these characters not being in the trilogy series, that, oh, they were just in the in the far reaches of space handling stuff. So maybe they'll do that. Maybe we'll see. And um, then, yeah, stunt casting. Uh, Can we put an end to it? <laughs> I, 
All right. It did not take everybody's griping and moaning and bitching and whining about Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd. I'm more pissed off at they wasted Christopher Lloyd than uh, anything. Um, I didn't. I was like, I thought we didn't put big names in Star Wars. And that was my thought. And then I just let it go. I enjoyed that episode, uh, the last episode. Well, first of all, first of all, let's let's fast let's rewind a little bit more. What did you think of Zeb? <laughs> That's right. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. that we haven't awesome. talked about Zeb. That was that was a uh that was a moment where I'm like, wait, 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 is this is that who I think it is? It sounds like him. Yeah. Look, like it was just such a quick cameo. And then to see Filoni on the other side of the bar just kind of like hanging out with his creation was kind of kind of Really cool and special. Yeah, I saw the cowboy hat of Filoni, and I'm like, is that effing Dave Filoni? It was. You just think about it real quick, and and it, it was a flash, and I went cowboy back and paused. Cowboy hats are canon. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's got to be Dave. And um, or so, I, think it, I didn't necessarily think it was Dave, but it might have been an homage. I thought it was more of an homage to Dave um than actually being him and then when i went back and paused it i saw deborah and the other guy which i can't rick. remember his name rick. rick yeah i saw the two of them and if you didn't pause it you meant well deborah chow there was a point where she's looking right at the camera and you're like oh crap that's her um but yeah seeing freaking zeb live action was pretty amazing and it was it did take you a second uh to realize that that that's zeb and you 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 see him walk up and you're just like uh oh, and then he talks, and you're like, "That's Zeb. Zeb. yeah." <laughs> and it was it Steve was awesome. Bloom playing him, man. Oh, it was it, awesome. was, it was great. Uh, I did never thought we would see Zeb in live action. I thought he was done. I thought him and Callus was on whatever planet repopulating uh the the Thals. Is it or whatever? creature he is that's what i thought he was up to uh no way in hell i thought we would see zeb in live action so that was pretty freaking exciting which there again you're gonna laugh well, leaves him leaves it open but you hadn't seen any anything sabine. of him being in ahsoka but i'm not saying sabine yet man i i still think we'll see her uh but it leaves him open to being in the live action ahsoka yes i think so i think it's quite possible yeah and in Tim Meadows. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Tim Meadows in that episode? Well, go real quick to finish up yeah. with Zeb. I thought maybe yeah. the call of the galaxy seeing that the Death Star is in existence made him think, well, I can't be on this planet anymore. I have to do my part to uh, stop the Empire. Mm -hmm. and maybe that's his call to come back and to fly X-Wings and to be a New Republic person. I want to see him fit in an X-Wing. Maybe he's a Y-Wing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he's in, he's got to be in something. Um, um I would yeah, it, it kind of threw me off. I'm not threw me off, but you're like, all right, he's with the New Republic because he is in the he's in the jumpsuit, and it's like then you're thinking, okay, we're gonna see Callus. Where's yeah. Callus next? Yeah. Uh, you know that there again. I it just brings up Dave Filoni's so good about what happens and giving you little Easter eggs and giving you little carrots and nuggets to get you to come back. Yeah. And no matter how bad you hated that Jack Black and Izzo episode, you're going to come back in episode six or seven and see what the hell happens. I just feel like they need to pump the brakes with the stunt casting. Like Tim Meadows, 
So they've had a, a comedian trend where they hire comedians on for this. They had, I can't remember his name, the gentleman with a beard right in the first episode who used, who's like the My Uber doppelganger? For, yeah, your doppelganger. <laughs> he's a comedian. He's on the show. Um, Horatio Sands is a comedian. We're just stay away from him for now. Um, who else has been a comedian on the show? Bill Burr. Tim, Bill Burr. But Bill Burr really excelled at that. He yeah. fell into the character. Um. Tim Meadows played like the bumbling, like he did it really well. You're right. But still, you're like, oh, it's Tim Meadows. Oh, I know him, the ladies' man. It's a lady. It's a lady. <laughs> um, so there was a moment of taking out for that. There's other comedians, I'm sure I'm missing them, but Lizzo and Jack Black, I think, you know, Jack Black is promoting right now Super Mario movie. It felt a little too much. It felt a little more like the holiday special. Um, it was just like, I'm watching The Mandalorian. Oh, hey, there's Jack Black and Lizzo. It's like, <laughs> that's that immediately took me out. What is Lizzo doing in a Star Wars? I don't I had know. No, I had no clue who Lizzo was, but I figured she was somebody famous. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from them. Like, mm-hmm. great that they're in a Star Wars. I just wish that the stunt casting would calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be pulled out every time, every episode. Be like, "Oh, hey, there's George Lopez. Hey, there's Ray Romano. Oh, hey, there's Tim Allen. Oh, hey, there's you know whoever." Right. Yeah, I, I, I think what they did and why that was sort of very cartoony is I think they're trying to make it feel like there. Yes, there's people that really like the rebels and the new republic and everything are really worried about politics. And then there's some culture that just doesn't give a crap. Yeah. And I think that just hit me a second ago that maybe that's why they're showing it like that, because, uh, you know, I think it's a good cross section of uh, the galaxy. Um, There's just two more things that I wanted to touch upon the Christopher Lloyd thing. Uh, I love Christopher Lloyd, and it was a moment of, oh, it's Christopher Lloyd. There is his part. He's not playing George Saboth. <laughs> I, I don't know why I think everyone's George Saboth. I, I guess when they say that Filoni's going to be pulling in extended universe stuff, I just assume because he's pulled in Thrawn that he's going to pull in George Saboth. But when I saw him and that cameo was over in three minutes, I'm like, what? He's got to have a bigger role. He must be the guy doing this because. You don't pull Christopher Lloyd in just to have a desk scene. Yeah. It 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 definitely I was I was more upset that they wasted Christopher Lloyd than the fact that Christopher Lloyd was in Star Wars. Yeah. I thought it was a cool twist that he was a separatist. Yeah. It was but... cool hearing hearing all that, you know, he did that that like one minute of dialogue was pretty cool that he yeah. did. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. And so I just again Probably a waste of Christopher Lloyd, but who knows? But the, he's the, on the, the moon. He's in living in exile on the moon, so maybe he finds a way to get out. I... Maybe. Um, but the bigger problem I had with that episode was that it was the return to the formula of, hey, I'm looking for this. Well, I need some milk. Go get me some milk, and I'll give you what you need. Okay, I... here's your milk. All right, go get what you need. Here's the thing you need. Like yeah. The formula is like, I want this. I have to go do this. I've done your thing. Now give me my thing. Okay, great. Yeah, I definitely, I felt that too. Uh, It's like, great. It's another 
mission side mission story. Yay, Mandalorian for more side missions. Uh, I did enjoy it, but it what it it was definitely it was like here we go again. Um, yeah, but I think there again he's building on something, and we'll see it eventually. Yes. At the high level, you can see that not everybody agrees with the New Republic. So mm-hmm. maybe little terrace cells are starting to form. Maybe right. Christopher Lloyd becomes Snoke. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I can't swim. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, insert, I, no, I'm more. I'm, right. Yeah. I'm more talking like Mandalorian being a detective. Now you realize, oh, he can do some detective work. Him and Bo Katan. Maybe we'll have a buddy. Uh, maybe the next season of Mandalorians, him and Bo-Katan being cop buddies. I also like think another that, 48 hours or something. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this season up until this particular episode, but this might have been like just a calm before the storm. The only thing they really need to establish is that Bo-Katan now has the Darksaber and she yep. leads all of the Mandalorians. Um, so whatever is going to happen in the next two episodes, I think is going to be spectacular we know somebody who's watched episode seven at celebration and said just keep the faith people it's 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 about to get good again yeah i i kind of knew when looking and seeing that the same director was doing the last two episodes that it was going to be a pretty big arc yeah it's going to be pretty badass yeah so keep the faith yeah, I want to see what they because they've got a lot to wrap up in two episodes. Uh, so let's see. I think it'll be pretty damn. I, I, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I think people are also griping and moaning because this whole season has been about Mandalore and Mandalorians, not about yeah. Baby Yoda finding Luke. And yes, that was the other. Go finish. No, uh, uh, sorry. So I, I, but I think that's what people are not liking about this season, but this is what I have been waiting for since the Mandalorian was announced was this season. I wanted to see Mandalore lore. I wanted to see what happened to Mandalore. I wanted to see, you know, everything that they're showing me this season. I'm ecstatic about because it's what I've been waiting for for two years or three years or whatever. And I, I like Din Djarin as a character mm -hmm. and to see kind of the show Pull away from that. Um, it's a little disappointing. I feel you. I feel you. I, that doesn't mean I, I'm not enjoying it. I just I care about Din and I want to see that story. Mm-hmm. I will also. Um, I'm gonna until I see different. Until I see them change next season. I still think Bo Katan the way they're going and the way that Katie Sackoff has um, taken off and it has done. Um, she's doing the rounds on TV and shows and stuff, doing a, a, a ton of interviews. Yeah, that they're taking this epi- this show in a different direction next season. And I think it'll. I I, I thought it was going to be the Bo Katan show, but I, the way that they've kind of put Bo Katan and Din Djarin together, I think it'll be a buddy show. Uh, with the two of them leading off. Uh, you know, and it won't be called the Mandalorian. It'd be called the Mandalorians or, you know, the Din, Din and uh, Bo and Din show or something. Dude, that's been a rumor. It's been a rumor for the past couple of years that they're going to do that. Yeah. And it's been something you bring up on every episode. Oh, fine. <laughs> B 
BC 66, Sabine, <laughs> Zeb, Ghost. Sabine will be hey. in the next episode. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping so. We do. Um, they dropped the trailer. So I think that's it for the Mandalorian and Bad okay. Batch. Give me, give me a second because my C3PO yeah. was just delivered. I want to go grab it. So give me two seconds. We'll do a live unboxing on a audio podcast. All right. We're starting back in three, two, we're, one. And I just picked up the box, but Jason talked for a second because it's going to take me a minute to get into this. So what 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 happened this week at Celebration? Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones real quick. We'll talk about the movies, the Acolyte, and then some other show that they yeah tinkering with. Talk, yeah, but Indiana Jones, Indi- I was yeah. really excited about that. Um, I've been a lifelong fan of Indiana Jones. To me, he's the quintessential hero. He gets hurt. He gets frustrated. He always seems to come out on top. And he de- definitely has the, the best villain because they're Nazis. And I mean, what's more evil than a Nazi? Illinois so, State Nazis. What? You never seen Blues Brothers? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a long okay. time, actually, since I've seen that. Anyways, um, but yeah, to see Indiana Jones back at it, to see a young Indy, that the face... The deep fake was great technology. Um, I'm excited about this, and I'm also excited they made that reference about he's been tortured by voodoo, which is a Temple of Doom reference, which I don't think people give enough respect for. Temple of Doom is an awesome movie. Um, he's been shot nine times. You know, it was just quintessential Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, and I'm really excited about this movie. I can't wait to see it. And every time I watch the trailer, I just get more hyped up, like, oh my gosh, Indiana Jones is back. And Watching James... you watch the trailer reminded me of probably what I looked like when I was watching the Ahsoka trailer last night. You were just like sobbing. a little kid. I wasn't sobbing. No, you weren't sobbing, <laughs> but you had a big old shit-eating grin on your face. Yeah, it's great stuff, and I'm excited, so I can't wait for that. And uh I don't know. You're not an indie fan, so what was your takeaway from the trailer? I actually got pretty excited with that trailer. Uh, I mean, watching your excitement is very um, addicting or very... uh, Huh? Contagious. Contagious. Hold on. I didn't close my door all the way. But, yeah, it's good stuff. It's very contagious, so I'm... It makes me want to go and see if they're on Disney+. Plus. Are they on Disney+. Plus? I don't think so because I think they're Paramount movies, so I don't know where they're available. At one point, they were Netflix, but I mean, Raiders, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is like a perfect movie, and then all the leftover ideas was used in Temple of Doom, so it's got that feel of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then they returned to form with Last Crusade in the desert, searching for a religious artifact, and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has its flaws, but I was just thankful that Indiana Jones was back on screen and uh, we got to see the uh, warehouse um, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was it was fun and uh, it's got its flaws, but it was still fun. And and anyways, you're opening up your ceramic there. What do you've got? Describe it for the audio version of this podcast. (laughs) It is uh, the make your own uh, ceramic. It is the C-3PO version um they the ones you see most of is the um r2d2 and darth vader but they also had a princess leia they had a c3po they had a 
Wicket or Niwak, Ajaba, and I did say Leia. I think that's all of them. There, I think there's four or five of them. And this, I needed a C-3PO and a Leia to complete my collection. Uh, so now I just need Leia. So this is a pretty cool moment for me. They uh, had it on Deal or No Deal. And uh, yeah, it'll go downstairs here when we're done recording. And it arrives in good condition. So don't trip it, down the stairs. I won't. The guy packaged this up awesome. He bubble wrapped it and then put it in. He like triple bubble wrapped it, bubble wrapped the neck, uh, and then bubble wrapped the whole thing. And uh, what else? Then put it in a bunch of peanuts, which I've got peanuts all over my office now. Sweet. But it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty excited to have this. So this is a big one off the list. Yay. This is what happens you. when you collect too much Star Wars stuff. You look for crazy crap like this. And it makes you excited. It's even got somebody's name, Joe it, Joe, Joe Eat, Joe, J O E T on the bottom of it. Joe T. Joe T. There you go, Joe T. So, Joe, I have your C3PO in my collection now. Thank you. It looks like a gold Buddha. He really does, doesn't he? Oh, they have a Chewbacca. He's got like a big belly. I forgot they have a Chewbacca, a DJ Chewbacca, that he looks like he's a DJ. Oh. Wicka, wicka. Wah, 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 wah. Um, Lucasfilm at Celebration has announced three new movies and they take place during different timelines. So they've kind of released, they didn't kind of, they released different eras. So storytelling is going to be told in different eras. There's the Dawn of the Jedi, which is going to be the new James Mangold movie, which talks about the Jedi discovering the Force and how all that came to be 25,000 years before Star Wars A New Hope. Interesting thing is, for me, is that this was the, the movie that Taika was working on. So I'm curious oh. to know if he stepped away after Love and Thunder uh, to work on other things, and James Mangold's going to take over from there. And he's a screenwriter. I think he, I think he worked on Dial Destiny's screen uh, script. So we'll see. Following the Dawn of the Jedi, we come to the Old Republic, which which is where you probably get your Knights of the Old Republic video game. That's its own era. The High Republic, which is the the books that are being told right now, the stories that are being told through books, and also the Acolyte will take place towards the end of this High Republic era. Era. There's the Fall of the Jedi, which is the prequels. There's the Rise, the Reign of the Empire, which is everything, you you know, the Rebels, your A New Hope, your Return of the Jedi's Empire, all that stuff. There's the Age of the Rebellion. Wait, Rise of the Empire, which be, must be... Everything between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And then you've got your Age of the Rebellion, which is probably Rebels and A New Hope. I'm sorry, all that stuff. The New Republic, which is the Mandoverse and all that stuff. And that's where we're going to get the uh, Dave Filoni movie, which we'll talk about in a second. Rise of the First Order, which is the sequel trilogy. And then finally, The New Jedi Order, which is that new movie directed by Charmaine Obadai Chinoy and starring one... Daisy Ridley talking about the new Jedi Order. I'm pretty kind of excited about that one for some reason. Um, I know I, I'm I'm so ready to get out of the Skywalker saga, and I don't know if this will be more Skywalker crap or not. Um, but that kind of excites me a little bit just to see what happens, and let's see what happens with the uh, the Jedi and if they can actually you know rebuild it. 
Yeah, wonder, I'm excited. You think, you, you think Broom Boy will be in it? It's possible. It's quite possible because they're looking for Jedi. Yeah. So if he happens to be in the right place at the right time, um, he could be uh, he could be part of the new Jedi Order. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I hope it's redeeming of the sequel trilogy. Um, I never thought we would get Daisy Ridley back so soon as Ray Skywalker. I mean, she is a Skywalker technically now, even though she's a Palpatine. And it'll be interesting to see if there's some sort of pull to the dark side because she is a Palpatine. If she's conflicted herself, you know, has she been for the past 15 years studying the books of the Jedi and trying no, to find a new... Yoda burned them. No, she had the books. If you watch, oh, she hit him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit him on the Falcon. There's a scene where she quickly closes the drawer and she's got them. So, you know, it'd be interesting because it's a new Jedi Order. So maybe attachment is part of the new Jedi Order that love and compassion. Shit, I gotta send this to you. What is it? Hold on, I'm sending you something on Messenger. But um. Yeah, maybe it's time for something new other than the Sith. Maybe there's something cool. It's it's a private group. You have to join. What is it? I have Hold to answer on. questions. Wait, just wait, wait. Who's I'll do favorite? it the old-fashioned way. Who's my favorite character, Zeb? How long have you been a Star Wars fan? Uh, forty-two years. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just send it to you over text message. I just uh. God, I'm still getting used to Apple. Oh, wait, there you I'm, go. I'm, wait, I'm I already group? sent it to you over text message. Oh, that leaked. Yeah. Oh, it's Thrawn. We'll get to that. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. Somebody had posted a live action uh, Thrawn. And uh, yeah, I just wanted Jason to see it. But I couldn't wait till we got to the thing. So here we go. Back to your thoughts. I'm sorry to disrupt you. Yeah, I just tired of the Sith and the Jedi. So let's get some new kind of order of dark side. Yeah. Maybe the acolytes from Rise of Skywalker are still in existence and they've developed some sort of new thing. They've evolved into the monkey lizard organization. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Sabine. Maybe Sabine starts a new Sith order. and She might, dude. There was rumors of her holding a lightsaber. So let's see what happens. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. James Mangold is directing that movie we talked about, about the Dawn of the Jedi. That'll be interesting because if it's the birth of the Jedi, I would imagine it's the birth of the dark side as well. See, I'm, I'm, like I said, man, I'm really excited to see this. This let's get away from the Skywalkers, man. Which I think the Mandalorian did great until the last season. Speaking of getting away from the Skywalkers, I would imagine Luke Skywalker will appear in this new movie. Uh, de-aged, deep, deep faked uh, this Mandoverse, which will have some sort of epic battle. We were talking about this last night. The Battle of Jakku happens one year after Return of the Jedi. Um, and that's about the year that the Mandalorian starts, but then there's the time jump from, you know, Luke Skywalker had Grogu for two years, so now we're three or four years past Return of the Jedi, so the end of this movie won't be the Battle of Jakku. It'll be right. something else. So Thrawn has inherited the remnants of the Empire post the Battle of Jakku. He is the wow. heir of the Empire. We'll get to it in just a second. Yeah. And so I would imagine that's um, that's where we're going with that. And I'm excited. Yeah. I think I think 
I'm talking too much again this episode. I think Filoni is the heir apparent to George Lucas. Yeah. And I think he needs to start being looked at as the master now. He's not just a fan anymore who's had the opportunity to tell stories. He's a proven, uh, thoughtful storyteller who, in his own right, should be put on the same ledge as George Lucas because George made six movies. He's been telling stories for close to 20 years now. Yeah. Um, And so he is himself a master. I think he should start working on some sort of apprentice himself, pulling someone in teaching them um he's learning stuff from favreau i think he's a very competent great storyteller and i'm very excited for this opportunity i'm very happy for him and i can't wait to see the mando movie yeah i'm pretty dude yeah it all right right, right. maybe i need to hold this for a second but i hold it for a second okay Hold it, because the Acolyte, they're really pimping out the Acolyte, but they're not showing any footage because it's still in production. Uh-huh. And I really wasn't getting excited about it until I saw, what's her name, Leslie Halen, the uh-huh. executive producer, writer. She's also worked on um, Russian Doll, but she was talking about how much, how important Star Wars was in her life and how it saved her. She didn't really go into detail, but she did get choked up on the Star Wars stage. And to see someone have that passion for Star Wars and not just come in because it's a paycheck, um, I'm I'm excited because of her. Right. No, I definitely uh, do dig that they are getting fans to write Star Wars now. Yeah. And it's just... It's a good it's a good era. I know we you know we gripe about the toxicity and everything, but that's in the collecting. They're, Star Wars is two different things, you know. You've got the collecting world and you've got everything else. And the collecting the the movies and stuff. It's a, it's a good time to be a, a Star Wars movie fan right now. The content the, we're going to get is going to be pretty damn incredible. The other thing she mentioned on stage and and so she's really thought this out. She's taking the Jedi from where they were and downgrading them or uh, stripping them to become what George Lucas had them as. So they're not as powerful and they're not as uh, committed to the code. Cause again, you know, Jedi are not supposed to be general. They're supposed to be guardians of peace. They're not supposed to be generals in a war. So she's telling the story from the dark side and she's telling the story of how do we corrupt the Jedi? And I think that's a very interesting take on star Wars that we haven't seen before. Uh And so with all that, I'm, kind of excited about Acolyte, but before I heard her talk, I was feeling nothing for that show. Yeah. I need, I guess I need to watch that because that's pretty awesome. I, you know, I, I get excited when people get excited about Star Wars. Yeah. Watch, watch when they post the clip of her on the Star Wars stage talking about the Acolyte. Watch that. I think it's worth your time. I think it gives you perspective on where she's going, her headspace and why Star Wars is important to her. Awesome. So with that, I'm going to shut up. You can go ahead and talk. <laughs> I'm going to pull the microphone away. Glenn, what did you think about the Ahsoka trailer? Oh, my God. The Ahsoka trailer. This is something I've been waiting a year to see because uh, we we actually it's more than a year. Uh, I've been waiting a year since Celebration last time to see a, a good trailer of this show. Uh, I've been waiting five years to see what happens to my friends and Rebels. And... Uh, it was exciting to um, 
see Sabine and Hera and Chopper in live action. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I, I said this about a year ago, I guess, but are talking to people about the Ahsoka panel when Rosario Dawson popped up in celebration, um, last year to where you see her pull chopper out and you don't, your mind can't comprehend what you're seeing. Um, and then they show, I saw like cell phone footage of the, of the teaser role, but then to see it, uh, and to see the interaction with her and Sabine and you see Hera. Um, and then you see, now we saw the front of Thrawn, which I just showed you, but you see the back of Thrawn and you see, you know, you're watching it and you're just like, okay, all right. Um, Ahsoka's a badass, number one. Because uh, she, when she, if you notice, when she cuts the circle in the ground, she's using the force to do that. She's not using, she's not holding on to her lightsabers. And, um, then you see Lethal and you see the uh, the shot that's very reminiscent of the epilogue and the beginning. It's actually at the beginning of Rebels and it's at the end of Rebels. Uh, and you see that shot again in live action. Uh, and you see that it's Sabine and um, I'm just thinking it, it um, you know, you see Sabine. It, it was a little bit upsetting not to see Sabine in full armor, but I know they released that in the the panel today um and you can definitely tell there's a big time jump i don't you don't really know where things are because sabine does have the long hair and is she gonna cut her hair um where's where's the hair cutting happening you know uh type thing i'm sorry i'm i'm just uh and then you see hera well first of all you see chop you see the phantom two I guess I need to rewatch this thing again because I'm just jumping all over the place. So you see the Phantom 2. So you know what Phantom we're getting with the with the ghost when they release it. We're going to get the Phantom 2, which, you know, it's not as cool as a Phantom 1, but whatever. Um, and you see Chopper. You see Hera, which is going to take me a minute to get used to that Hera. Uh, you were saying that your wife thought that you saw cosplayers better. And, and I kind of agree with that. But you got to you got to suspend reality for a minute, right? No, what she was saying is that she's seen so many Hera cosplays done so well. This was just like, oh, it's another Hera cosplayer. Like, there's nothing incredibly special or different. It's just it's, it's green paint and and lekos, lekos, lekos. Yeah, I I kind of felt the same way about Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. It's going to take me a minute to get used to that, uh, but I'm accepting of it. You know, it's not going to take me out of the show. Now yeah. that I see, we've seen Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka for the last two years. We're used to it now. Um, that it's not, it's not uncommon. And I think we're going to take the same thing with Sabine and Hera. And um, anyway, then yeah, then all of a sudden they show the back of Thrawn, and that's when it, you know, you the waterworks are going, and then you see the back of Thrawn, and you're just like, this is real, yeah. this is happening. And then yeah. she's like, heir to the Empire, and I'm like. Oh, you know, it, it, you realize with her saying he's the heir to the empire that this show is going to be so much more than Rebels season five. I think this show is going to be the catalyst, the jumping point of everything Filoni's been working on for the last 20 years. Um, but what was it like? The moment you saw live action Sabine for the first time. This is the first time you've seen it. 
I was it, it I was excited to see Sabine again. It was it took me out a little bit because she wasn't the Sabine I was expecting. She was Sabine You've never seen Sabine outside of her armor and you saw her outside of her armor in this um and but she was in she was in uh Ezra's lair what yeah. looking at looking at a hologram of Ezra she, somebody had made a comment and this is what give me a minute oh <laughs> sorry she's watching his final message probably is what she's watching because they put it together. I was trying to hold it in, but it yeah, just... you've given the people what they wanted. Congratulations, <laughs> people! I hope you're enjoying your popcorn. If you can't, I don't know if Zoom's canceling my hand clapping right now. <laughs> it is. I don't hear it. But um, when you when you realize what you're watching. You know, you realize it's a throne. You realize you're seeing Sabine. You realize that you're seeing Chapa and Hera, and it's it's finally happening. Um, I don't want to say I've been numb to it because I've watched the trailer so many times, but I've become numb to it a little bit. No, and you're not. You're crying. No, I'm not. Um, I've become. I don't cry anymore when I watch the trailer because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and I'm trying to hold back, but uh to hear that you you you. The stuff I'm hearing from our people that are in celebration right now, you know, the fact that we just saw the front of Thrawn and that's taken me out of it a little bit too, but it's still, he looks great. He looks um, great. There was an extended trailer revealed today and they announced that Lars Mikkelsen has joined the cast of Ahsoka's Grand Animal Thrawn, Ray Stevenson, Ivana Sakino, and Diana Lee Inosanto have joined the cast as well. Um, so they're making cast announcements. They showed an extended trailer, which included Thrawn and his glowing red eyes and Sabine in her armor, wielding the tool. We'll just say it that, try to keep it spoiler free. But I'm sure if you throw a stone anywhere on the internet, you're going to find out what she's wielding. Yeah. Um, I was expecting to see... Um... Sabine in her full armor, but that's fine. We'll we'll see that later. The hair, like like you would said, the hair kind of threw me off, but that's Sabine, you know, and that's I think the actress playing Sabine putting some of that into it. Um I don't know where else to go. I am just I am I'm ecstatic. I yeah, wait. I mean, I'm 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 glad that we're I'm I think we're going to see it the first part of August. I'm kind of glad that we're waiting that long because it'll give time for everything to settle from the Mandoverse. Um, we're not getting it in July, you know. We're getting it August, so whatever they're saying, summer. It's four months away. Four months. I'm. I, I can wait four months. It's fine. It'll give me a chance to simmer, let things calm down, and then we can. I can get my headspace right for this. It'll give people time to to. You need to. Freaking watch Rebels. I'm really hoping that um, Disney Plus will come up with something leading up to Ahsoka, which I think they will, um, because you need to know what's going on. I, from the point I've watched Marvel for the last 20 years, pull this crap, and I'm finally going to get to see it in my 
um, my love and what I've been, I've been putting the time in with, yeah. you know, yeah. that's exciting to me. I'm finally going to get my nerd moment in the Ahsoka show and whatever Dave Filoni is doing in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to do a good enough job to where you'll know what's going on. But if you don't know what's going, if you don't, if you hadn't put the time in, you'll still get it, but it's going to be a big reward for us that have put the time in the last 20 years. And I'm going back to air to the empire reading, oh. you know, I'm going back that far. I think the people who read air to the empire uh, and the people who watch clone wars and the people who watched rebels, the people who watch Mandalorian, we're going to be rewarded for, for the last 20 years of fandom in this show and in whatever's coming. Um, whatever Filoni's got planned. Yeah. I think it was a great trailer um, as an heir to the empire fan. I mean, that's part of the catalyst that brought me back into star Wars was the heir to the empire trilogy to see the grand ammo. And I told this story before, after I finished that novel, I had a very vivid dream of seeing that as a movie and seeing Thrawn sit on the emperor's chair and his eyes glowing red. And that's all you really see is his glowing eyes. And so that was so vivid. Oh, the one thing we didn't I, talk about was the chopper that they revealed. Uh, yeah, but let me when when I saw you were already kind of, I was, I, the waterwork started when I saw the back of Thrawn's head. It was like, oh, yeah, I gagged. When, I, my family laughed like, at me. Uh, no, you don't. It was like seeing the Millennium Falcon for the first time in the uh, in the whatever Force Awakens trailer. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, that's how important this stuff is. You know, you. you know, to me and to I think I think in Star Wars, man, people I had a friend ask me who was Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I'm like, are the actor or the character? And she was like the character. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Um, He. I'm, I'm sorry, it just the heir to the Empire saved Star Wars 20 years ago. That series, Timothy Thawne and Grand Admiral Thrawn saved Star Wars 20 years it just ago. Brought, it, st- it started taking it out of the dark times is what it did. I don't know if Star right. Wars is ever in trouble. It, right. Um, but when you know you listen to what Timothy's on, you listen to interviews with him, when they came to him to do Heir to the Empire, they're like, we don't know if there's fans. We don't know if people will read these books. And it was the catalyst. It was the jumping point for everything we have now. Uh, those three books, yeah, and you need to read them. I, I, they're, they're. I think Timothy, Timothy Zahn is a great author, um, but those three books started everything, restarted the whole, the whole thing. Um, and uh, it seemed like a very cool adventure story. It seems like they're tying in, they're, they're trying to pull together the, the threads from leftover from Rebels. Trying to yeah. find where Ezra is and Thrawn, so Thrawn somehow got out of the de- the dark air, the dark regions, whatever you want to call it, the deep space uh, stuff. And so, the hunt is on: is where is Ezra? Um, Ray Stevenson Stevenson was interesting because his lightsaber is orange, but as I was showing you last night, lightsabers are white in the middle, and the color radiates from the outside. But Ray mm-hmm. Stevenson and the other person we see in this in this show, it's just completely a flat color orange. So that seemed off because we're 43 years into Star Wars. It's actually more than that. But anyways, the lightsabers have always had a distinct look. And this goes against that. 
So what is that? Is that a lightsaber from outside the galaxy? Is that what these are? Who is Balin? That's who Ray Stevenson is. He looks awesome. Yeah. Dressed up as this dark Jedi, this massive force. There's something about his actions which seemed a little robotic as he was like the precision, like the way he would just mm-hmm. move his hand up exactly where it needed to be um, and stop before even like it was almost a before the blaster was even fired, his hand was exactly where it needed to be to stop it. So I thought that was interesting, a different, maybe it's a different take. Maybe I'm just reading into things. I, I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I did like the Darth Vader-esque walk he did when he's attacking the rebels. Yeah. Um, you know, and it did the whole choke thing. It very much reminded me of Darth Vader. So I'm, I'm, I want to know who he is. Who is that guy? Who's the girl? Who's the blonde? Who'd that be? Who'd that be? They uh, just announced a Return of the Jedi Monopoly game. And they've announced that Return of the Jedi is coming back to theaters. Officially? Uh, April 29th, 28th. Return of the for Jedi returns for, I guess, 40th we, anniversary. We didn't have an April meetup. Is that something we can make happen? Maybe. When is April 29th? Uh, it's at the end of April. Oh, no fooling. I may uh, hold on. Anyways, I'm just curious it. what day it. it uh, I've got family in town, but we could figure something out. Maybe I'll take them to the movies. Shit, the 28th. That's a Friday night. Damn it. Anyway, what so were you gonna say? Oh, should we wrap up? Or do you have more we to can. say about Ahsoka? I'm just. I'm excited for Ahsoka. I, it. We can pick that. I think we can pick that trailer apart for so another hour. Go real, ahead. real brief, let's talk about things you thought you were going to see and didn't see, like uh, Zeb. Zeb was nowhere in that trailer. And they haven't announced anything about Zeb being in the show, so it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'd like to see him show up, but uh, whatever. They just announced a general meeting. General meeting? Moff, Moff Jerjoth. Who's that? Moff Jerjoth. He's the... He's the guy that when Darth Vader first enters the Death Star in uh-huh. Return of the Jedi's, he's the Return of the Jedi's. He's the one that uh says well, we'll double our efforts because he's like Darth Vader's like he's the Emperor's most oh, displeased you're watching with your the, Okay. Yeah, the live stream of <laughs> You're watching the live stream. Somebody just posted the Oh, you're watching a live stream of a Hasbro. Nine Num. Nine Num is coming to the vintage Ooh. collection. But didn't he already come? I thought he did. I thought they already had one of them. VC-106. So, yeah, he was already released, but that was towards the end of the original run when uh, it all hit Amazon. So okay, that'll help bring costs down. I'm always, at this point, it's not about value. It's about getting people into the hobby. So let's talk about, I, I, we haven't talked about this. Um, shoot, the the storm, the, the sand people that they released a few weeks ago, they're starting to reuse parts. Are you cool with that? I'm not cool with them sending out a press release saying it's going to be $55 and then it's time to order and it's suddenly $60. What the hell happened in the week that you oh. sent out the press release and you raised the price up five bucks? That I got just you. seems You're... dishonest. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the 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 Black Series. I understand that. Yeah, that sucks that they, re- that they did that. I'm talking about the Black Series, uh, like King or whatever, Chief... Sand person. Oh, I, I they re they but any they reuse like some like ray parts when they redid the yeah. 
I think it's about damn time. Yeah, I think they did that with... I think if it makes sense and it looks like it and you're not going to create new parts, then I guess that's just what you got to do. Right. You have to... But if it doesn't slap you in the face that it's a reused part, great. Right. Go ahead and do it where it makes sense. But if it's like... Well, we really don't want to invest in making new boots for Cassie and Andor, so let's just use this Shore Trooper boot. You yeah. know, that's the thing. It's like, come on, guys, get it together. I know I complained about somebody complaining about that, but I don't know. Anyways, anyway. the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors is hosting its first toy show on Saturday, May thirteenth at eleven from eleven to four at Second Gen's Toys and Collectibles in Marietta, Georgia. This toy show is to benefit the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. The event is free to the public and will have plenty of vendors to shop from. Still getting a lot of raffle items, and we'll start releasing that a week before the show to get people hyped for it and to have you come out and donate. We look forward to everyone's help. The 501st will be there and photos and looking forward to all of that. 100% of the raffle proceeds will go to the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. We'll also be just accepting donations if you don't want to hang out till we start pulling things for the raffle. Choa, if you don't know, is a not-for-profit children's healthcare system dedicated to caring for infants, children's, teens, and young adults age 0 to 21 throughout the state of Georgia. also want to say again, thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. You could listen to so many other Star Wars podcasts, but you chose to listen to this one. We appreciate it. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If it's allowed, it really helps us out. And Glenn's showing me the power of Grand Animal Thrawn. Grand Animal Thrawn. Oh, there's a four-pack. Return of the Jedi four-pack they're about to announce. Uh That's interesting. I wonder if it's all uh, skiff guard guys. Yeah, yeah. They were saying they were they had the skiffed up, so maybe it will be. Yep, there you go. Oh man, <laughs> fill your barge. Velcan oh, nice. Tezen. I well, I I want to order one to keep boxed and one to open. So uh, that'll be painful. Um, <laughs> it really helps. So yeah, leave the five star review. It really helps us out. Points us to show. Follow us. On There's too much media. Star Wars news. Yeah, there's too much stuff that I bought this week too. The past couple of weeks. Oh, what's this guy? I think that's Tam, in his... Oh, Tren, that's in the four pack, dude. That's yeah, the this four is pack. all the four pack they're revealing. So that I mean, these are deep cuts that they're making. So I'm excited. Yeah, these are all humanoids. Yeah. Um. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback, and we'd love to make you part of a sh- our show. We hope to have more people on once The Mandalorian is finished. We we like having people hang out with us and talking the wars. Reese, I think I already have that one open. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love... Oh, I just said that. Thank yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> He's too excited about about Star Wars. Yeah, thank you for... Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's <laughs> Galaxy logo. You could find him at Rock the Force Podcast. And thank you to the oh Tessic. Oh. That's cool. They haven't done a vintage collection of Tessic yet, so Squid Face. Um, and thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro re-release VC66. Hashtag vote with your wallet <laughs> because it works. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.